Welcome to Football Hot Boys, a show where three hot seamen talk about football, Dragon Ball Z, jaw exercises, and car maintenance. desperately want there to like there will never be a football version of the big three because it's just too hard on people's bodies sure, to do that sure. but like but like it, something like that where it's just like well i guess that the, the fucking mountain dooley that's what i was gonna say that, that's as close as you can get yeah yeah like so because like, we do have josh gordon like it T.O. I heard a quote that he thinks he can still play he's like 45 i think now maybe older it, yeah yeah and I saw him like mm, he could probably still play. Yep, I've been thinking that for a while. Shape. Yep. He, he, <laughs> yeah. I've seen him race a couple guys, like and not just like uh, mm-hmm. bums that are down the street, like actual athletes. And yeah, he, didn't he race Tyree? Yeah, he raced. Yeah, yeah, he raced. Yeah, he raced Tyree Kill and barely lost. So I was like, okay, yeah, he could still play. Like, <laughs> there, there's no other way around it. The only thing that kept uh, T.O. from being the greatest wide receiver of all time was T.O. Mm-hmm. Like, like, just like that. It's the same thing that stopped Randy Moss. It was just like they just didn't. They had everything, but they just. And they didn't have, like, they weren't lazy. They just didn't. They were not, like, didn't have enough of a retail mindset, if that makes any sense. Like they, they weren't used to the idea of going to work and doing the things at work you need to do to do work. They were just like, naturally the like, best, like, always. And that's, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the Shaq mentality. It's not like they weren't competitive or right. they weren't hardworking. It's just that they just couldn't work within a workplace. Like they couldn't get along with people. They could, yeah, it was, yeah, like that's what kept them from being like the all time best receivers. And they're still probably two and three. Like I would say Randy Moss probably the second best receiver of all I'm gonna, time. I'm going to drop a, There's, for a, f- well, T, uh, Larry, Larry Fitzgerald's probably. Of course, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. I'm going to drop yeah. a, a very niche, uh, <laughs> so. It's going to be a nerdy one because Cody's not here to drop his yep. wow stuff. So I'll have to fill this in with, okay. with like a Dragon Ball reference. So I've been watching okay. Dragon Ball Super and this is what reminded me of it is because there's a character named Frieza in it that he like in the before Super came out with other episodes, he got his ass kicked and died yeah. and, you know, and he gets brought back to mm-hmm. life and his like resurrection. All he wants to do is kill the people that fucking killed him. Right. Like he wants to fight him and beat yeah. him. And Frieza always through his life he's just always been the strongest guy he's never had to train to be strong he's never had to do anything to be stronger than anybody so as soon as he gets brought back to life he's like you know what I'm gonna train and get like fucking ridiculously strong and I'm just gonna go kill these guys (laughs) so he literally in the show he trains for like three months like that's it he becomes insanely strong And I'm just like, that's Randy Moss and T.O. If they just tried like a little Yeah Yeah. Like if they just trained a little bit, like they would just be on another planet of of athlete and better. Welcome to the uh, hot boy lexicon, Frieza's. We're going to be calling people out for being that for a long time. <laughs> because there's so many athletes that are like, like Shaq was like that, where it's like he didn't have mm-hmm. to. Like you said, it's not because Shaq wasn't competitive. He was extremely competitive, but he didn't. I guess it is just tough when you don't have like a chip on your shoulder. Those are guys that don't have chips on their shoulders. You know what I mean? Exactly. And, exactly. and you have to find drive through other things. And because it's always easier, like when you have a, like when you're Kobe or when you, you know, you have that mm-hmm. chip on your shoulder, like you can use that fuel. But those guys didn't have. That's exactly why Kobe and Shaq broke up. Yeah. Like because they, they, they saw the game differently. Yeah. Um, it, and it, and it, it, it's not having a chip, and it's also like, this is going to sound way more derogatory than I mean it to be. It's lacking a certain professionalism. 
Whereas, where it's just like, okay, this is a job. I have to go in and do, like I said before, you have to go in and do, do job stuff. Mm-hmm. Like for Shaq's like, no, I'm just going to come in and ball out whatever. That's Here, true. I'm big. Let's, boo, that's, that, that's fun. Yada, yada, yada. And it's like, Moss is like, I'm going to make a bunch of money and run real fast. And T.O. is like, everyone's here for the T.O. Yeah, show. Yeah. It's like, no, this is a job where I go to work and they pay me money to do it. And like, that's I'm not here for you, T.O. I'm like doing something. That's true. It's like, anyway, hey, T.O., I'm taking my shirt off and do some crunches. <laughs> it's like, this is a workplace. Like, it's <laughs> you can't just rip your shirt off and start doing crunches at work. Yeah. I can't go into the hospital work at where it's like, hey, everyone, the show's here. <laughs> Woo. I'll pop this bad boy off. <laughs> Slatter these, these obliques. Yeah, look at yep. me. Yeah, let's go. Everyone, ahead. look at me. St- yeah. Literally, stop what you're doing and look at me. Everyone, stop. I don't care if that guy needs CPR. Focus on me right now. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, man! Well, before we get into, yeah. into too much football, man, I will do Clark's yeah. uh, non-football story of the week. Man. Cool. All right, go ahead and hit, a, hit hit us with that story, Clark. All right, so uh, the non-football story of the week, uh, part one. Mm-hmm. So I have a skylight blind okay. in my loft. <clears throat> it got yep. it got damaged. The slider wouldn't slide, so I was like calling around forever trying to find a place that would repair them, so I didn't have to overpay for a new one. And I kind of mm-hmm. found this place. It's like fifty minutes away from me. It's far, so I call them up and I'm like, "Hey, mm-hmm. can you guys repair this?" And they're super like wishy washy, but they're like, "Yeah, we got a repair guy. Just bring it in. <clears throat> Excuse me, he'll be able to fix it. You know, just drop it off." And I'm like, "Okay, no problem." So I fucking drive down there and I guess they're just like a local shop. So they like closed up early and I'm like, no fucking way. I'm like, they fucking closed. Mm -hmm. They put a sign up like closed early today. And I'm like, oh my fucking God. So literally I left it at a store next door. It's like in a, you know, a community Mm -hmm. building or whatever. So I was like, dude, I know this is weird. Can you guys give this to them tomorrow? And whatever. So my point being, it was just kind of a hassle already getting them my fucking Mm -hmm. blinds to fix. This was... Three months ago, three, three months ago. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. So I call them like once every two weeks and I'm like, yo, what's going on? And for the first like two months, I've been like, whatever. Cause I don't like need it, need it, but you know, it'd just be nice to have mm-hmm. it. And then, uh, Monday. So two days ago was my like, Oh, time to call them again. Fucking day. And I don't know mm-hmm. if you know what Monday was not to retouch on basketball, but it was like, Oh, we just lost. Uh, we're down in the finals, you know, not out, but we were mm-hmm. down three, two. So I'm like, fuck, man, I'm in, not in a good mood. I don't need to be talking to people, but I also got to give them my fucking biweekly update and call and see what the fuck's going on with these blinds. Mm-hmm. And I'm fully ready to, like, uh, get an attitude, I guess. Um, yeah. Like Coming in half. Yeah, I yeah. I, I, I'm not saying I necessarily want to, but I'm like, it's going to happen. Like, I just can tell because mm-hmm. they're either going to say something or this has just gotten too ridiculous at this point so fuck around and find out yeah yeah so i call (laughs) and long story short i couldn't do it and the reason i couldn't do it was because the voice that answered was the sweetest old lady fucking voice i had ever heard yeah and she's just like oh and literally what made me laugh i laughed on the phone because i was like i was like yeah i'm the guy that fucking dropped the blinds off you know at the store next door it's been like three months i don't know Mm. what's going what are you guys doing like Mm. can i get an update or anything and literally Mm. her response and like excuse was like this was this verbatim her fucking what she said her excuse was yeah we've had him a long time that was it. That was all she said. <laughs> and I was like speechless. I was like, I don't know how I can argue with that. Number one, because no argument. She literally just stopped my momentum completely. Mm-hmm. But I hung up and I was like, 
well, I guess I got to wait another fucking month. And hopefully when I call back, somebody else <laughs> will answer the phone so I can get mad at them. But what made me laugh after I was like, dude, it, like what if it was just like a like a 40 year old man with that voice? And that's the reason I didn't get mad is because I thought it was an old lady. <laughs> Next month when you call, it's like, welcome to blinds and such. This is Chad. That's the old lady. Oh, yeah. Chad. Yeah, it's like, Chad, I'm so glad you answered the phone. <laughs> Lightning shit out yes. of your eyes. Because that's what I wanted. I wanted fucking Chet to, you know, be the one answer the phone so I could go yeah. in. But, dude, it was fucking Mother May I. And I was like, I can't do this. Yeah. This is somebody's God mom, damn, you know? Well, my non-football story of, of the week is, um, so my, my wife works third shift. So I stay up a little later than I normally would to say goodbye to her when she leaves for work. So... It's Monday. I'm, it's, it's, it happens on Monday as well. Look at that. And I'm like super exhausted. Like I, I just basically forced myself to stay up an extra hour so I could say goodbye to her. Uh, she she leaves. I go to bed. I immediately fall asleep. And then like I just hear my phone buzzing. And I'm just like, who the fuck is calling me at like 1020? And I look at it and it's my wife. And it's like, oh, fuck. Well, clearly I have to answer this. And I answer it. And I don't know why my wife has to cutesy poo literally everything, but she's just like, hi, I'm stuck. And I'm like, that doesn't, I don't know what that means. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't know what that means. Can you tell me? It's like, well, I'm stuck. I understand you said you're stuck. I, I'm telling you, I don't know what that means. I'm very tired. I'm in bed. What's going on? She's like, oh, my car just stopped working. And I'm like, so yada, yada, where are you? It's like, we're we're stuck out here and the car won't do anything i'm like first off hold on you're stuck and who's we like, mm-hmm. i don't know who, who you're going to work who, 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 where are you stuck and who are you stuck with and so i end up driving out at like almost 11 o'clock at night because literally every light came on on my uh, wife's car's dashboard everything came on and things started making noise and things just stopped working and i'm just like Oh, so I, it's not it's clearly not something I can fix over the phone. So I drive out there. There is some guy. So when I drive up, there's a car parked behind her car, and it has like a siren on it and it has like caution tape. But it's just a car. What the? It's f- like not a cop car or anything, and it just says like caution on it and stuff. And there's a guy in cargo shorts and a beard standing there vaping <laughs> next to it, and I'm like. Why is Officer Vapor vapes a lot here? I don't know what's going on. He's like, oh, he's like a community traffic officer or something. I'm like, he's a vigilante. Like, yeah, yeah, he's a traffic vigilante. He's fucking uh, engine light brake uh, Batman over here. Like, I don't understand what the fuck's going on. So anyway, this guy just stopped to help my wife. What the actual a fuck? Weird. Yes, very. And he has all happens to have all of this shit to make him look like a cop. Or, like, he belongs there. And anyway, she's like, well, there's coolant all over the place. And I look inside, and there's coolant everywhere. And for literally eight months, my wife has had this screeching belt in her car that I've been telling her to go get fixed. <laughs> and, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, well, did you try to turn it back on? Yeah, it turns on for a few seconds, and then it needs to be shut off. And I'm like, okay, when you turn it on, does you do hear the squeaking sound? I don't hear anything. Ooh. Okay, so you don't hear the squeaking sound. And I'm like, you threw your belt. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, no, no, you, it, it's, the, it's the coolant. I'm like, I see the coolant everywhere, but you threw your belt. And I just reach in, and I pull this giant belt out. And, and, and Annie just looks at it, and then she turns to fucking Officer Vapes <laughs> and goes, 
He told me to fix that eight months ago. That's why he's looking at me like this. And I didn't know I was looking at her a certain way, but evidently I was. And uh, so I stayed with her uh, until after midnight when the wrecker got there to take it back to the house. And then I drove her ass to work and uh, picked her up in the morning and we switched cars. So, um, well, I mean, it's better than him. What a great hour, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, well, no, they would have driven her to a shallow hole in the ground is what probably would have happened because that guy was significantly sus. That is but. one of the – I love – my favorite part about the story is she just says, like, we, like, you know, the fucking – the random guy that has all the cop gear, you know, like, yeah, the, just so normal. The, the guy with the neck beard and cargo shorts and a vape, and a vape pen. We. And for the record, the guy was the guy was nice enough. Like, he, he didn't, like – touch himself when he was talking to me or he, he wasn't like pu- didn't punch me in the face like he wasn't like overtly a weirdo or like, he did stop and help my wife i don't want to talk D- too much that, shit on the that's guy that's what's sad i'm just dude. saying it was weird yeah of course it, it was just weird that's what sucks in like today is that we have to make fun of this guy instead of being like thank you but that's just where we are at in society yeah, I, where anything you do to a, if you help a stranger it's just it's declared as weird you're not you're not nice you're just weird yeah, and, 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 and it's fucked up because I, I'm sitting here. I'm like, this guy's giving me weird vibes. This car situation is weird. And like, because we were talking because at one point, because the record was taking so long to get get there. I was like, just take my car to work. You're super late to work already. I'll ride home with the record. We'll f- I'll take an Uber to work. Blah, blah, blah. Like I, that was something that we were planning. And I'm like, if this motherfucker offers to take my wife to I was work, waiting I'm for it, man. probably going to have to punch him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like I'm, I'm sitting here waiting for it. I'm like, I'm not get- Thank you. You're not. My wife's not getting in the car with you. We're done here. Thank you very much, sir. Like, <laughs> I don't know, man. Sometimes you just feel like like people have bad radiation. Yeah, sometimes, yeah. if you know what I mean, where it's like I am immediately skeptical of all the reasons that you are here. Like, like you literally have a, I'm. You have a kit built out to pretend to be someplace you're not supposed to be, so that you can abscond with people. And that was like the immediate thing that was in my head. And he had like one of those. He had. I know that Cody is n- notorious for catching strays when he's not in the podcast, but he had the same beard that Cody had when it was really bad. Like it was just like patchy and long and puby. And I'm just like, mm. something about this is not right. I don't like you being here near my wife on the side of the road where it's like vulnerable. <laughs> so, so, well, thanks for, he's talking to you like you're you. He's like, well, thanks for coming out, man. You know, thanks for looking at it, but yeah, I'm going to get her to work and you know, thanks for coming out, man. Yeah. It's like, I'm just going to take care of my wife. That's my wife. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a possession is nine tenths of the law situation, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for coming out for looking at him. Man. He's like disregarding everything. you're telling. No, him. She's fine. She's, she's fine. No, I'm here to, I'm here to save her. She's fine. You don't need to stop. You like go and take her to the car and he's got like uh Dennis's tool bag back there. It's just filled with like ball yep, gags it's... and fucking. Or, or something even creepier, like a, like a candlelit dinner or something like that in there. Oh. You just kiss her goodbye. All right, honey, have a good day at work. Yep. Anyway, enjoy your new friend. <laughs> Hank. Look like Hank. There you go. You and Hank have a good time. I'm going back to bed. I'm real tired. Like you don't pick up on any of the warning signs. Like. Yeah, nope. This is fine. Yeah. You're right. He, he's got it. He's got it. You're fine. <laughs> Do you need money? Yeah, you pay him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you pay him. Pete, you made the joke earlier where it's like, man, what what a good husband. And some of my coworkers said that, and I'm just like, 
are there husbands that, that don't would, do would that? have just yeah. rolled over and gone to sleep? Like that just seems like it's like I don't. I feel like I cleared an extremely low bar. My wife called me in the middle of the night and said that, that were I was broken down and she's got a stranger with her. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah, a stranger's there. It's like it's like oh yes, she sounds like you got it. You're fine. Click. It's like no, I'm not a good husband. I'm just a husband. Like I, I cleared the bare minimum for being a husband. <laughs> she's got help. She's got stranger McGee. Uh, she's fine. Yeah, there's a guy there. He has a light on his car. That's probably th- th- that sounds official. That's probably fine. It's the caution tape. Fuck yeah. the light. It's the caution tape. The caution tape. It's the caution seals it. <laughs> it. It was like a SUV too, and it wasn't like a like a new one. It was like a like a nine year old SUV with all this shit on it, and it was just. And he had like the reflective cones put out too. In yeah, it was man. He had the full gear, dude. Yeah, he was ready for something. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so 100% committed. Let's break this down. Like, first of all, how many of those people exist? I'm sure, like, a decent amount, but in the grand scheme of things, not that many. What are the odds of this fucking guy that, like, looks for this type of shit is just driving by at 12 o'clock at night or whatever it was? And he's like, oh, cool. Mm -hmm. Situation for me to, like, fucking do what I do. And... He's the one that drives about. Like, what are the odds of that? You know what I mean? Because who else is fucking cones mm-hmm. and tape and shit in their car to do this? No one. Fucking no one. There's also a certain energy that people have that I've learned to avoid, like the fucking like fucking death, where like they prep for something and then they dream of being able to use it. Like specifically yeah. people who own handguns, yeah. where it's like, oh, I can't wait for someone to fucking break into it's, this bitch. It's I'm a weird ready. mentality. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so the, I, that was one of those things where that dude had all that shit. He's like, finally, my moment's here. This is what I've been prepping for. Like, I have that shit in my car, too, but I, I don't, I'm not even sure I could find it in my tree. Somewhere in there. Like, I, I'm i not excited to use my cone and flare. Well, that dude whatever, was ready, that dude was was ready fucking, to go. He was fucking ready to go, man. Yeah. That, that dude was in the right place at the right time. He was almost, why, he was, also, he was almost really in the right place at the not, right time with your wife. Uh, my wife, but my wife survived uh, unmolested. The car will allegedly be better nine hundred dollars later. And, hey, you, you uh, saved yeah. you saved eleven hundred bucks, man. You know, every, you know everything. Yep. Everything costs two grand, man. So. Everything cost, yep. Yeah, everything cost twenty five hundred dollars. So technically, it was a steal. Yeah. <laughs> they could have charged me up to twenty four hundred dollars, and I'd been like, cool. <laughs> oh man. So should we actually talk about some football? Let's do it, big boy. All right, so we're talking Clark's division, the NFC West, the best division in football, perhaps, because I can't tell you, the any I could any team in this division could finish first or fourth. Mm-hmm. Like I, I just I don't have any sense on who's actually going to win this division. But si- since it doesn't matter, and since we since we're running the show here, let's start the let's start the show with your team. Let's start start with the cards. Cool. And I didn't actually write, write an intro with this. I just said check in with Clark. <laughs> So, so, Clark, how we feeling about the 2021 Arizona Cardinals? So, you know, I'll just stay on topic of what you're talking about, which team will mm-hmm. finish first. In all reality, I don't believe that we will finish first just because of the other teams in the division. Okay. Um, we are good. We're, we're a good team. We're not great. Um, we're going to be better than next or than last year as on paper, at least. Um, but it is kind of shocking how much better the other teams got it's like we made the like bigger name signings it's like cool jj watt cool aj green but it's like fuck man matt stafford's actually a fucking really good quarterback and that team's already so good and it's like fuck 
Jimmy Garoppolo is probably only going to last like five weeks and they're going to put in this fucking electric stud at quarterback. And then, you know, so it's it's tough. Mm -hmm. It's the wrong division for the Cardinals to be in to try to make some real noise. But I like the direction, dude. And it's actually fun uh, to like see the direction that the team's going and how they're building around Kyler and bringing in certain weapons. The rookies are going to be fun. Um, The run game's going to be fun to see how that pans out um, because, you know, especially me and UAJ are big uh, Chase Edmonds fans. Um, And we're seeing like, and we don't really know. I mean, I've speculated before and told you my opinion on what I think the backfield is going to look like and how that timeshare is going to be split, but we don't know. You know, we really don't Um, like what James Conner is going to bring to the table. So I think it will be fun to see if that does click because it's like, dude, if Kyler, well, I mean, minus that though, let's just say like, everything goes as planned and it's like chase Edmonds is what chase Edmonds is. And then James Connor is what James Connor is. That's super fun on paper with Kyler. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's they're very complimentary. Yes. Yes. And that's what I'm talking about and how if Kyler actually, and and what we do with our offense, if we actually have a run game and then you're bringing in guys like Rondell Moore, Andy Isabella that have niche roles with true X wideouts with D hop, um, AJ green, um, and still Christian Kirk is, you know, the, the deep threat guy and who knows what Fitz is going to do. Um, I mean, it's just fun, man. Um, regardless of like finishing first or whatever the division, the team's super fun and there's a lot to be excited about as non-Cardinal fans to watch some of these guys that you saw on other teams, um, play with the Cardinals together as a collective group. It's going to be fun for a lot of people. Yeah. The other note I wrote was, um, that this resembles like a Madden team that mm-hmm. I would have built yeah. where it's yeah. like, Oh, AJ, AJ green's a free agent. I don't care if he's good. I'm signing yep. up to my team. Yep. Cause it's just cool to have AJ green there. So like, uh, AJ green, JJ Watt, uh, Rod, uh, hot rod, uh, Hudson, mm-hmm. Matt Prater, Malcolm Butler, Colt McCoy. These are all guys over 30 that you added to this team. You, and then, uh, guys like, like James Conner as well. Like it's, it's this, this cavalcade of, of guys that you kind of threw onto the team together. And I do think there, I, there's some duds in there. I don't really expect AJ green to do much. Um, I, I don't expect him to be asked to do much too, but you can bring him in the red zone or, 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 or use him as AJ green, basically whenever you, whenever you need a, a fresh arm out of the bullpen. Um, I, I guess when I look at this roster and I kind of look at the trajectory of the, you know, Kyler Cliff era. The one thing that I'm a little bit concerned in will will this be the Jay Cutler football teams? Is this is next year always going to be the the year for this team, or it, or do you think that they kind of are ready to clear a little bit of a hill or a mountain here? Do you think they're like we're actually going to start to see something out of this team this year? So I'll say two things on that. Um, first thing's not an answer. It's just a. Uh, you're yeah. right. Like this is almost a prove it year for Cliff, and by almost I mean it is. Um, because like, do we've have conversations about that? It's like I don't know how good of a coach yeah. he is. I honestly have no fucking idea. Like I know he's a good uh, like scheme guy, but as far as like doing the um, or the reason like Anthony Lynn got fired, like you know, Cliff could like easily get fired for the same type of shit. You know, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, exactly. Um, but as far as like what you said. There's always like a telltale sign of if a team thinks they're good enough to quote unquote go for it um, because they did sign one thing that kind of answers yes, they believe that. And I'll let David take this a little bit because it's out of the guys you named, <clears throat> excuse me again, that we added, I would argue that the most important one was Matt Prater. And okay. nothing sexy about that. 
but to me it is um, as you, as you may know about like Cardinals woes special teams wise Matt Prater is like as solid as they get and I'm super super excited mm-hmm. to have him on the team because we've always like for a few years we've had Andy Lee punting the ball which has been amazing and then it's like why can't we just have two guys that can kick the ball straight you know every t- our place mm-hmm. kicker has never been good for it's been years now and I mean David knows about mm-hmm. kicking man he's watched good and bad on the Falcons he's watched <laughs> yeah. like literally it's been he, he live and die yeah, I mean he, he knows better than all of us about either you have a good kicker you don't you know he knows he knows way more than uh what we do so if David wants to comment on you know the Cardinals signing a real kicker and if it does anything to help their chances in the standings I'm gonna let him take that mm-hmm. hey man I think I mean them signing Matt Prater is definite definite upgrade I mean look at what Matt Prater did for the Broncos mm-hmm. you know I mean, go back, go back a couple years. Look what he did for the Broncos. Dude's broken kicking records. So, like, mm-hmm. I mean, I think mm-hmm. adding Matt Prater's a, a giant upgrade. You know, plus you don't want the double doink, you know, from the Eagles or whatnot. But I don't know, man. I think it's good. So I, I, got, so too, I have man. a question for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you said you don't think they're going to they're the best team in the division. Who do you think is the best team in the division? That's actually a tough question, man. And I. Just realized now that I wasn't ready to answer that question. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, like my my heart. It, let me say this: I feel like this is who could be the best team, depending on certain moves. Mm-hmm. The Niners. I I I think that too, and I think we'll get to that when we get to the Niners. Um, my first instinct is to say the Rams. Yeah, of course, of course, uh, me too. Because. However, this also feels like another one of those years where the Seahawks are gonna go. Oh, we won the division! Look at us, and it's like, and and we'll get to our Seahawks roast later. But um, it, yeah, that, that's kind of how I read this division, where like everyone is so good that someone who we probably don't feel like deserves it's gonna actually win it. And one of the questions I have written down here for the Cardinals is: um, Is this the only division in football the Cardinals can't win? Ooh, because I feel like. Yeah, because like they, I mean, with the exception of I think the, uh, the AFC, AFC yeah. West, just because the Chiefs are hanging Correct. in there, and and maybe the uh, NFC South because the Bucks are hanging yep. in there. But I really feel like they could probably win every, literally every other division in football. <sighs> let me let me think on that. No, no, because like we don't, I don't think we hold a candle to the Bills. Um, Let's see who else. There's got to be like so that was a bit hyperbolic, maybe. Yeah. But, like, the the, the get, point I'm trying they, to make they can compete. Is, they, is, they can compete. Yeah, yeah. 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 And 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 yeah. they can also like it wouldn't be unfathomable for them to like win in any other division. They're not favored to, but mm. like could they do it? Yes, I see what you're saying. So and and this segues uh, very nicely to my next point in that. I think if this team is going to make the playoffs and, and push for this division, someone that we're not expecting to that we're not expecting to has to elevate their play from like either good to great or great to legendary sort of thing. Someone that we're not expecting because we know Hop's going to give it to us. We 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 know what Buda Baker's going to give mm-hmm. for us. We mm-hmm. know what Kyler's going to give for us. So I'll I'll ask each of you guys individually who who does that guy have to be who do you think is the guy that could elevate and then push this team to the next level um you know I, i'm gonna answer that question not with a guy who like is young and who can grow but a guy that can 
who's here now who can bring what he can bring and it makes a collective unit better. I'm going to say like Malcolm Butler, something yeah. like that, um, where it's an established guy okay. in a league that needs to fucking ball out to make a desperately lackluster secondary better. Like, And it doesn't necessarily even have to be Malcolm Butler. It's got to be somebody. Like, It's got to be somebody in, yeah. in specifically the cornerback or safety uh, position because, man, we, we just – it's been bad for a while, and we clearly have made moves to try to mask that we're bad there, but there's going to be weeks where people forget that we're bad there, but there's going to be weeks where people are reminded pretty fucking quick um, that we're not good there. So it's got to be somebody at that level. Um, one more bonus one, like I mentioned before, if Chase, yeah. if Chase Edmonds balls out, that'd be pretty fun. Like, I mean, that would just be pretty cool. If he had like 1,300 total yep. yards or yep. something like that, yeah, like that would be, yep. that'd be huge. Uh, who who do you think that guy is, Pete? Uh, I, I'm going to go with Rondale Moore. Because if Rondale Moore breaks out and has, I'm, I'm not going to say like a Justin Jefferson type season because I think that's, you know, that's only made for Justin Jefferson. But like if he yeah, that's not his role either. Yeah. Decent rookie season. Mm-hmm. Exactly. If he comes out and has a decent rookie, rookie season, because are you really counting on A.J. Green? No, no, you're not. You're excited he's there, but you're not really counting on him. You're just trying to get other corners to look at him instead of DeAndre Hopkins. So like if you have mm-hmm. if you have Rondale Moore streaking up the field and he has a big year, that takes a lot of the load off of your star wide receiver. Very true. So the, the, I was thinking kind of the same lines as as, as Clark was thinking because I said Byron Murphy. Oh yeah, yeah because, like, he's, he's actually perfect. He's a, yeah, he's actually perfect. Because mm-hmm. he's a guy who played real bad at times, but he's still. There's enough there that you could see him being a player in the league mm-hmm. and like having a guy that could actually like hang out in half of the field and take it away would be incredible. And he has all the tools. It just, I just didn't feel like he was ready to be on the field as much as he was last year that he probably is a guy who just needs to cook a little bit or hopefully he's a guy who just needs to cook a little bit. Um, because he, he like, do he's from the same school and is the same sort of player as a guy like Kevin King who like, it's like, is that the kind of player he's going to be? Is he just going to stay kind of a flawed player or is he going to develop and actually like, uh, you know, beat his projection and kind of on Byron Murphy. One of the things I looking at this roster that concerned me, and I, I want to hear what you have to say about this Clark is I don't see a lot of players on this team that were developed by this team as far as like drafted and cooked and turned. It's literally Kyler Murray and Buda Baker. And it's, only two guys they've drafted and have developed into. Well, pro I mean, look, look at the recent trades, man. I mean, all those guys are off the team, um, and, and we've gotten mm-hmm. something for those types of guys. And you know, I loved most of them. Like, yeah. dude, you remember uh, we were sitting there day on Buchanan draft day. I'm like, fuck yeah, man! Like this, yeah. this guy's gonna be awesome. Yeah. And it and, and it goes back to something I said when we uh, drafted um, um, this year, where yeah, when we when we drafted him. Um, yeah. But my point being. We keep drafting niche defensive players where they are always scheme guys. And then what always kept fucking happening is we would draft, you know, uh, Hassan Reddick. Uh, we would draft Dayon Buchanan. And it's like they can't you, – you just don't put them in any defense. And they don't just run any defense. So regimes mm-hmm. kept changing and then those guys fell out of favor because they didn't fit. Um, and I hope that doesn't happen again because we did it again. Um, and mm. when we could have just went safe, which would have been fine too. Uh, but we keep drafting these niche guys that 
they, they need specific roles, and if the defense doesn't work, then they don't work. So that's why no one develops is because we're already – I think we, we draft guys that we have an idea for and they are what they are, and then we just expect to be able to put that in and plug it in and then just bring mm. the success out of it, and that hasn't happened yet. I mean, like think about it. Like who – who like David Johnson was a guy we drafted and developed. Was he like one of the last skill position guys that we did that on? Like Andy – I think You maybe, know what yeah. I mean? Andy Isabella is fine, but he hasn't developed. He's exactly what he is from day one. Um, so yeah, I, I, it's, it's a fair criticism. That was something. Cause like the player that really solidified that to me was Christian Kirk because like he's, it's, he's not a bad no. player, but he hasn't grown nope. since he got in the he's league. The same he's guy. still the same guy he was the first same year. Guy. It, so that was just something that really stuck out to me. It's like all the impact guys are guys that you acquired either through free agency or trades and all the guys you do draft and develop kind of just chill. Mm-hmm. So like, so like, so the, the, that is, I don't know. I don't know what to do with that, but it is definitely something that I've noticed. And and you made up a, a a good point in where this team has invested. And I think this is actually kind of an interesting way to look at almost every team in this division. There, there's a philosophy when you're building defense that you build up the middle, like that you solidify Inside all out. your yep. personnel up the middle of the field, and then you you basically force people to the sidelines and let 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 athleticism fix the rest of your defense. Because if you're soft the middle, you can forgive a lot and i do see how that team is building the interior of the front is still essentially non-existent but like buda baker and all your linebackers you're real solid and fast in the middle so and i think that's going to cover up a lot of like the issues on the outside and for the record like i have a weird affection for how you built your defensive backfield because we talked about this last year like when we talk about the saints a lot how they just sign a bunch of cornerbacks and turn that into a defense every year. And I feel like you guys, yeah, you, there is like value in salty old smart defensive backs. And you, and you have, you guys signed Malcolm Butler, Robert Alford and Doc was Denard. Mm -hmm. And you have Byron Murphy there. Like I I feel like you guys are going to be more okay back there than I think a lot of people do, but maybe I'm just reading the situation wrong. And, but yeah, I hope you're right. Anything else you guys want to say about the Cardinals before we move on? I could always say something about the Cardinals, but let's move on. Okay. Speaking of hardworking people, the Rams front office. Uh, So my summary for their offseason is they got Matt Stafford. Nothing else matters. They possibly made other moves. That's literally all I wrote down. Because they're basically the the anti-Broncos from last week who did everything except pick a quarterback all they did was get a quarterback and the rams are better because of it they made one move and they made it and the broncos made a million but the rams made the right one um this is still a team that made the playoffs with an with a half inflated sex doll at their quarterback <laughs> and now they have an actual good quarterback like do you, is this the championship team immediately with Matt Stafford do, or do you think they're kind of a tier below the teams like the Buccaneers or uh yeah and the NFC I guess is kind of just the Buccaneers now that the Packers are a question mark so like is this the second best team in the NFC do you think I mean at worst Possibly? yeah at worst I think that's that's their floor uh at this point and if you're asking me are they in the in the contention for winning a Super Bowl of course they are um they're probably as of right now you probably have them in the same tier as somebody like the Ravens um, and I think that's okay. I think that's safe. Um, but like you said, they made one move. It was the move. Um, 
now, not to change too much uh, of the topic, but yeah. uh, let's go ahead and get it out of the bag here. I mean, they clearly just had a, dev- yeah. a devastating loss, at least in the fantasy world. Mm-hmm. And I think it will translate to reality, too, um, because he is a special running back. Um, Cam Akers, torn Achilles, done. Um, I'll let you guys mm-hmm. talk about the impact. If you want to talk fantasy, reality, um, just what do you think about Cam Akers going down? You want to start on that, Pete? Yeah, I mean, I think they have to sign another running back at this point. I mean, because you're not gonna you're not gonna rely on solely on Daryl Henderson, like, and they they have what a rookie that they drafted, yeah, the, six or seventh round or something. Crazy pret- like. Yeah, they're pretending like they're confident in him, like that, like all teams do until they yeah, sign someone. Yeah. No, because when, when you look at like the free agents, like <laughs> who's who's out there? Le'Veon Bell, and they're obviously not gonna bring Todd Gurley back. Adrian Peterson, like, is Devontae Freeman is he's, is. Adrian Peterson, like all like all these backs are no, I'm not gonna compare them to Cam Akers or say that they're gonna have the impact Cam Cam Akers would, but they're still gonna be a decent addition to a backfield with Daryl Henderson and a, a sixth or seventh round pick. Mm. I so I think it's so I've done a lot of processing on the Rams over the past week. Because I because of writing this and just they're interesting to think about, and this is going to seem hyperbolic, but I, I really do believe this. I think, with the exceptions of the Titans and the Packers, no team could afford to lose their running back less than the Rams. I think he was that important to what they wanted to do. Because part of the excuse that's always been written for Matt Stafford is the dude has never had a reliable running game at any point in his True. career. Like he's never been able to operate with the protections afforded you by a, by a running game. And he finally had that. He, he had a guy who had um, maybe calling him an elite running back this early in his career is a little unfair, had elite tools mm. to, to be a running back, was ready to take on a full load three down style. And we've seen this offense this offense is a lot like the Packers offense and people forget how good that, that McVay offense was just like three years ago. It, it ran through the running mm-hmm. back that this, that this style of, of offense has to run through the running back. And now you're down to Daryl Henderson and a couple other dudes. And I also compare it to like, if you lose your guard and your tackle has to slide in and play guard, you're now worse at two positions because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you have a guy playing out of position and a new guy who's not as good as the first guy you lost. It's a little bit the same with Daryl Henderson, where now Daryl Henderson has to go do Cam Akers' job worse than he would have done, and you don't have Daryl Henderson mm. doing what he was going to do for your loss. offense, too. Yeah. So so I, I think that it's a sneaky, devastating thing, because as cool and exciting as this offense is, there's actually not a ton of speed in it. And I, I do think Cam Akers added that as well. So like it's, it, it's a weirdly big loss i think um and i think it is going to kind of change the way they're going to approach stuff going into the season well they they did draft a speed guy i don't know how that translates to what this team or or mm-hmm. just his skill set in general i should say not because clearly they drafted mm-hmm. him with a plan you know um but i don't know if yeah. he's that level of player i have no idea um but yeah i, I mean i i propose that questions to you boys and i'm not surprised by your answers i do think it is like you said you put it perfectly a sneaky devastating loss for what they want to yeah. do um granted they're, they're not built conventionally like a lot of like dynamic uh speed offenses but they still have guys that do those types of things like they have guys that run under they have robert woods who does not mind running an end around um they have cooper cup who mm-hmm. doesn't mind getting a little dirty you know so 
they do have guys that necessarily are rookie. Yeah, and that's who I was talking about earlier, the speed guy, Tutu. Um, yeah, and Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, and he's, he's there too. But like, yep. Having guys that can run nine routes and having speed on your offense are a little different, Supportive. I think. Yeah, um, but yeah. I, I don't know. It's, it's going to be interesting. Like, They could be all over the board. I, I don't think there is quite a slam dunk to be a great team as I, I thought initially. Like, I When it comes time to our hat board, like, I, I was thinking this was going to be my NFC team like super easy but now i'm like i'm a lot more conflicted the more i dissect that team and part of the reason is that defense overachieved like a motherfucker last year they have two incredible players and the kind of good play players everywhere but they lost brandon staley their defensive coordinator which is the most important loss maybe in the nfl for a defense they lost troy hill john johnson michael brockers and i can never say this guy's name so get ready to make fun of me for saying a black guy's name wrong uh uh, Sa- Samson Ibokan. Ibokan, yeah. I was pretty close to saying that right. Yep. Who, not a household name, but was an important pass rusher to that team, and now he's gone. And it's literally just Leonard Floyd in the pass mm-hmm. rush. And uh, from the perimeter, excuse me. Mm-hmm. I know that Aaron Donald's on this team, and he is the pass rush. But uh, I, yeah, I, I think that this defense could be a lot worse, and it's definitely a lot bigger of a question mark, at least. The 49ers. Just two years ago, almost won a Super Bowl with Jimmy. Then everybody died. Now they're all back, except for Jimmy, who is back, but not back, because Trey Lance is more back, even though he's here for the first time. (laughs) So they did a lot of, like, tucking and nipping around the corners of this team, but basically it comes down to Trey Lance has now changed the window for this team and has changed the entire outlook for this team. What do you guys think is the plan for deploying Trey Lance this year? What is the, what is the Trey Lance project look like for the 2021 season? I think I gave my hand earlier, um, but I'll recap. Mm-hmm. I, I think what will happen, the way I envision it, is that this team is going to start off, okay, um, they'll probably be 3-2 uh, and two at worst through five games, and mm-hmm. that's not good enough for them because they should not be 3-2. and two. Um, so I think it's going to happen early. I think it's going to happen around week six to seven. I mean, you, you don't make that pick unless he's the guy, you know what I mean? Like, cause mm-hmm. that, that, that team, you could call it a luxury pick, I guess, but why would you do that when your window is now and you're built to fucking win a championship? Why would you take another quarterback? Um, so I, I fully expect him to be deployed this season. Like, I, I can't see him not playing. What do you think, Pete? What's Trey Lance's plan? I mean, I, I hate that I that I think this is going to happen. I hope I'm wrong. But I, I see them peppering him in like Taysom Hill. Oh. And then eventually waiting for Barf. Jimmy oh. G to, like, get hurt or to, like, just have a bad, like, get to, like, the record of, like, okay, this season might be toast. And they just pull Jimmy G and they throw Trey Lance in. Well, that team's too good to be in that situation, I think. Even, even I mean, I, I mean, unless it goes like last year where literally everything breaks wrong for them again, they can't be in that situation again. And God, I hope you're wrong. Ugh, that's, ugh, don't do or that. Or all it takes is Jimmy G to have a bad game, and they're just like, you know what, I'm done with this. That's, and then they, they right. throw Trey Lance in. 
That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But so, like at the same time, like I, they're gonna they're gonna pepper in. I think they're gonna pepper him in to see what they have and see what he's capable of. And then it's just like I hate that. But I'm only like, upset because you might be right. <laughs> <laughs> so, like my big dumb meatball brain is like, oh Trey Lance better play Trey Lance. <laughs> like like so like because because like, that's the first thing that happens in my brain. Oh he's clearly better. Mm-hmm. Just play him. Mm-hmm. Like why are we fucking wasting everyone's time? And then I think, oh, he did play at North Dakota State, and he doesn't have a, he didn't have a lot of snaps, and he hasn't played in a year, and even when he did play, he didn't have a lot of attempts. So maybe it is smart to cook him, yada yada yada. The more I think about it, but I honestly think that Jimmy Garoppolo is the problem that solves itself, because you're going to put him out there, and he's either going to break or play so bad that you have to pull him. So like, I, I just feel like, yeah, go ahead and start Jimmy, right. and then the universe will tell us when it's time to play Trey Lance. Like that's kind of how i think it plays out you you don't jimmy will jimmy will solve himself you don't see a world where he like does what eli manning did before he got too bad where it's like god damn it jimmy's playing just good enough we can't pull him for this this rocked up stud over here we have to just keep rolling like is is that i guess what i'm asking is that a situation oh man i don't so maybe what I don't see is an Alex Smith situation okay. where he like gets you to the playoffs okay. and is so good okay. and wins thirteen games and is so good where it's like oh we can, we we can just sit right. on Pat so we'll keep sitting on Pat. I think it's more close to what you were saying where it's like fuck he's just oh, he's just good enough and we're just kind of hanging around enough that we are in danger of fucking this up by playing Mm -hmm, Trey. mm -hmm. And like, so that is the truest vision of hell. However, I have watched Jimmy Garoppolo play football before. (laughs) So I don't think that's a possibility. Okay. (laughs) I, 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 and I've, I've seen him try to not be in pain before as well. And that he like, he's not good at on the stairs or, or choke on a hot dog or something. And then he'll be on the IL. Like, so it's, it's, it, I think it's a problem that solves itself, but, that would be kind of entertaining if they did trap him in Jimmy G purgatory for like, it's not funny if it's a whole year. Cause then you have to watch it for a whole year. Mm-hmm. But like, if it's like nine games, right? yeah. like then yeah. it's like entertaining. Yeah. Like it, it, if they are like, like six and three or five and four and something and the divisions maybe eating itself a little bit. So all those teams are kind of the same record mm-hmm. and then they're all stuck right there. That would be, yeah, it's good television. Right I, I wouldn't I mind like watching him sweat. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. So when I look at this offense, the one question I do have, like I'm just for the sake of talking about this team, just for the fun of talking about it, I'm just going to pick Jimmy G up by his big, gorgeous face and drop him over here. We're going to put Trey Lance in there and talk about this team like it's Trey Lance's team. OK, so one thing when I look at this offense is I see a ton of like good players and one great player with George Kittle. And so I'm like, with as competitive as this division is, and as good as this offense needs to be, do they have enough great players or players that can elevate this offense to to take this team to a, a competitive place? That's kind of tough, but I believe so. I think their, yeah. their receiving weapons are definitely good enough. Um the running back situation is kind of an enigma at this point. I don't know what that's going to look like. I think I know what it's going to look like based on, you know, precedents that they've set. It's going to be a, mm-hmm. you know, a carousel of average talent. Um, but I definitely do believe that 
as far as guys that are going to be catching the ball, those guys are good enough, in my opinion. Okay. What do you think, Pete? So, I mean, I, I have a similar perspective. Is like when I, when I think about it, they're kind of like the light version or the diet version of the Chiefs. Right? Okay. The running back situation, you're like, eh. I mean, it could be really good with Chase Edmonds or it could be really bad. You know, like CEH. He could be really yeah. good. We've only seen him as rookie year, or that that could be him. Like five goal line tries and still no touchdowns. So, like, do we know? We don't know. And then when you look at the tight ends, you he could like Travis Kelsey or Kels, as is now <laughs> out on out in the world. Who fucking knows? And then you see George Kittle, right? So like both of those teams funnel through the tight end. Now where the Chiefs have the upper hand is, you know, obviously they have the cheetah, you know, Tyreek Hill, and the Forty ers don't have that yet. But like. Overall, it's like the light version of the Chiefs when you think of the 49ers. Well, I mean, I think that was the point I was trying to make was that they're 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 lacking the Tyreek Hill elite outside weapon where it's like and I guess the guys there are young enough that though that guy could still be there and he's still cooking. Yeah. But and the Trey Lance thing does change that window. You don't need Brandon Ayuk to to catch you know 14 touchdowns this year because you have trey lance for 15 years and you and you can build that up and those guys can develop together um so maybe it's a mute point but it's just i I, it's i wouldn't it's a good roster and that's the one hole i see is there's not like a a dominant outside guy to well that's interesting and because i remember what pete said i guess two weeks ago now um yeah when he was evaluating uh or maybe it was longer but when we were evaluating the Chiefs uh, team in general, how you kind of mentioned that the receiving core wasn't the strongest uh, in the league. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, would, would you argue that the Niners receiving core is not that far off from the Chiefs? I mean, if you really like go player for player, is it is it that far off? I mean, like you said, you got the tight end, tight end. Like you can wash that, right? No, mm-hmm. all the like like the the Forty ers just don't have the yeah the Forty ers just don't have like the Tyreek Hill speedster on the outside like they don't have anybody to match that so like i would still say their their wide receiver core is is still lacking now could debo samuel be that guy maybe he's got the tools yeah well and and, and here's how i would probably answer that question i would say if you grab tyreek hill and change nothing and put him on the Niners and changed absolutely nothing else. That's a better receiving core than with Tyree Kill on the Chiefs. Oh uh, yeah, would, yeah, that makes yeah. any sense. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, so th- there's a more complete core that's just a la- lacking the elite top Got level. It. I think is is a kind of point. Got it. And if you want to be taught, and I'm in the and, and I guess the the ancillary point I'm trying to make with that is, I think the Niners want to be at that level with the Chiefs and the, the Bills and all that kind of stuff, and I think. That when you kind of get that level of competition, not having that guy becomes suddenly important. Very true. Because there's not a guy in the league that can stop Tyreek Hill. There are guys in the league that can stop what you're doing with the outside of that San Francisco. Even if there's promising guys, even if there's guys like, even if there's good guys. In the playoffs, you can stop those guys. In the playoffs, you can't stop Tyreek Hill. So I, I, I think that's the point I'm trying to make where he's like, if this wants to be that elite championship you gotta team, have that, that may come dude. back and yeah. hurt him. Yep, Exactly. And, uh, and and I guess the last point I'll make on this team before we go enter, what we all been waiting for, uh, the dis- destruction of the Seattle Seahawks. Um, I don't think they can lean quite as hard on this defense as they have in the previous years. I think losing Robert Sala is massive. Mm-hmm. 
I think he was one of the best defensive coordinators in the league. And you can't go, ah, that's fine. We got the same players. We'll be just fine. Don't worry about it. There's going to be a drop off. And also, we don't want. want to, I don't want to talk about the story because it's kind of sad and weird. But losing Richard Sherman is, is, is I do think, a big um, loss for this team. He played really good the past he couple did. years. He did. And it, it, and re- replacing a guy that we, we hate on Richard Sherman a lot, but like he, he's one of the best cornerbacks of his generation. Like as far as what he did for the teams he was on, so like it, that's hard to replace. Um, I guess now we understand why they didn't want to resign him, but uh, but yeah, it's I, I do think that this defense is going to come back to earth a little bit. Uh, I don't think they'll be bad because they still got Nick Bosa over there, and that's hard to have a bad defense with, with Nick Bosa. But I do think it's not going to be able to carry the like Trey Lance if he's out there, he's going to have to do stuff. Mm-hmm. Like he can't ride too deep into the playoffs on a defense, I think on this team anymore. Fair. Mm-hmm. All right, everyone. Seattle Seahawks. So, I don't remember anything this team did in the no, offseason. I could I could look it up, but the truth is this is the exact same team. It's been every single yep. year, the post-Legion post of Boom. Uh, this is the last team I'm prepping this week, and I'm out of steam and it's tired, and I'm sick of these guys taking up a playoff spot every year just to get tossed in wild card weekend. That's Andy Dalton's thing. <laughs> Don't steal his thing. It's literally all he's got going on. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just tired of the Seahawks. They're boring they've been the exact same team for i feel like 10 years now and they just show up they steal a playoff spot from a team that deserves to be there and they get their fucking tits rocked off in the first playoff game and disappear it's like you're wasting my time you're wasting my time so can either of you guys tell me how the 2021 team is in any way different than these other teams can you can you convince me that i'm reading this team wrong this is going to be different this year for the seahawks anyway no because Pete Carroll is still saying the same thing. We have to run the damn ball. Got to run the ball, baby. Who do they have back there to run the ball? <laughs> I, I actually, I mean, I'm not going to go on my love Chris Carson rant because I've done it multiple times, but I don't think. I do look. I yeah, like I mean, I like Chris Carson. Um, I don't know if that's the issue. I, I feel like every year we watch this team and we think we know what they are. And then all of a sudden, like nothing happens, but something happens where it's like, Oh wait, what the fuck? Why does this offense look different? All of a sudden it's not good anymore. What the fuck happened? It happens every year with these guys. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like caused by nothing. Like there's no they, external. They letting Russ cook. I, yeah. Right. But like, that's not a thing. That's not a real thing. That's not like something that happened to impede Let your Russ per- cook. Let Russ cook. And then, and then, do you remember the one time that he was like cooked, and they like left him in the oven for too long? Because that happens too, you know. So <laughs> he, I don't, he will throw up a four interception yeah, game twice. He's a year, done. So he's yeah. done it twice yeah, a year for like DK. The dude was on a on a one way trip to MVP town, and then he overcooked himself. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not discrediting his talent or and how good he is. He's one of the top five quarterbacks in the league. What I'm saying is I don't know what the fuck the issue is with them. I have no idea. I do know that their defense isn't that scary. Um, I do know that. Um, but as far as, like, offensive personnel and weaponry, I don't know how you can argue that they're not one of the best personnel in the league because I think they are. They, they, they legitimately have a player mm-hmm. for every role um, on the offense. So what what causes them to, like, start off hot or whatever and then turn into whatever the fuck it is they turn into for the past four years. I have not an answer for it. 
Um, maybe it is on the defensive end where they just can't sustain that type of pressure. I don't know. But Kunzi's right. It gets old watching these fucking guys. Like, I'm sick of it. They're, and they're not even fun to watch. They're really not fun to watch. They're a really boring team. So it's not even exciting. Like, it, like you can not like the Browns, but the Browns are kind of fun to watch. You know, I, I can't say the same for Seattle. Well, because, like, when I was thinking about this team, something donned. It was like I was hit by lightning. Like, is Pete Carroll just Mike McCarthy, <laughs> but but old instead of fat? Yes. Like it's, this is the exact same way I felt about the Packers for the last five years of like, you know, that meme where the guy's like poking us like something with a stick and says, do something. (laughs) That's what I feel about the Seahawks. Just do something, do do something, do anything. Is it a case of the Browns? Back to the, back to the original point, like the Browns, the Browns will change it up, right? They'll, they'll be in a, they'll be in a dog fight. They may be losing. They find a way to come back. They change it up. I think defenses catch on to the the Seahawks' offense because they're a one trick pony. Because Very I know true. I know you have you have a love for Chris Carson and mm-hmm. Rashad Penny and all this, but like I they, like if you shut down their air game, they don't have a run game. If you if you can if you can just lock up Tyler Lockett for a couple plays and lock up DK Metcalf on his go routes, then what else are they gonna do? Is, and I is, think defenses catch on and they just shut down. Maybe it's something that I don't pay attention to enough. Maybe you guys know. Because, um, like, when I watch Seattle, I don't, like, focus on this. Because I, usually when I watch Seattle, it's because the Cardinals are playing them and I'm watching my defense. But is DK, like, not as good as I think he is? Like, And I mean that by not, not his physical attributes or traits, but, like, is he limited? Does he not have a full route tree? Or is he not, like... You know what I mean? I don't. Is that is that the issue? I, I, I have no idea. To 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 reference uh, a episode of this show that's not out yet. Um, you said previously about uh, Gian, uh, Giannis does one thing better than anyone's mm. ever done that thing. Mm. And I feel like DK is the same way. He does like two things. And he's way better at him than literally everyone else in the league, which I think was the thing that you and I teased him about when he was coming out of college. Sure. Where it's like, this guy's not a complete player. He's going to disappoint. But the fact is, the things he does are so good that it makes up for everything else. So yeah, I do think he's a limited player. He, he does have a limited tree. He uh, out routes and go just, routes. Uh, you yeah, catch yeah, him there's the ways you can beat catch him. him on the sideline. That's where that's where he's going to shine mm-hmm. because it's, he's so fast. And he's such a big body receiver. But outside yeah. of that, but like can, you're, yeah. you're not going to put him in the middle of the field. Like you're just not. He can fuck you up so bad in like so many ways. But at the same time, like you do have a plan that works to take him out of the game. I, th- I think that's kind of the read on DK Metcalf. Um. So. I guess on kind of the same subject, two questions. Why do we think Pete Carroll's a good coach? I was like, I was going to actually touch on. Is it a curious case of um, I want a Super Bowl, leave me the fuck alone, itis? Because um, it's not the first time we've seen it. If that is the case, I'm not saying that is the case. I'm proposing the question. Um, Mike McCarthy. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it could very well be because. He had the best defense that I've maybe ever seen with my own two eyes for that one year or almost two years, mm. and they won a Super Bowl. And oh, but was that you know, his defense? Right. Or was that Dan Quinn's defense? Right. 
Right. It, it, it's also like that defense. Like I feel like he could write a book on mm-hmm. that defense. It was like such an interesting thing because it was like I, I don't even know if it was the coordinator or it was just kind of they grabbed all of these like none of those players would have worked doing anything else anywhere else. Like it was just this weird alchemy where you have all these defensive backs that are built like power forwards that shouldn't, that shouldn't work in the league at all, but they literally filled the defense with Brandon Browner and Richard Sherman. And uh, why am I spacing on the safety that Cam Chancellor, Cam Chancellor back there who are just monster dudes. And Oh, by the way, Earl Thomas, who is the best you know, ball skill safety of a generation out there just hanging out back there as well. Don't worry about it. And like, just the fact that it was all there at the same time and Bobby Wagner, Wagner was young and cheap and, and, uh, you know, KJ Wright was just a great utility linebacker. Like, all those kind of things were happening. And you have Michael Bennett out there playing out of position as fuck with his tiny shoulder pads, getting insane. It was like it only worked in that very specific computation for a short amount of time. And the second it started to splinter, it fell entirely apart and it was over. So, like, it, it, it I don't know, it, it's such a unique moment in like, football history that it just was never going to last. And maybe it was one of the things where, where Pete Carroll was just steering the ship when this moment happened. And now he, like, bought himself 10 years of employment. I, I don't I don't understand. But I can't figure out what he does for you. He's not a defensive genius. He's not... A motivator. He's not an X's and O guy. He's just a buddy that hangs out at the same place you work, and then you go play football on the it's, weekends. Like, it's, I, it's, I, he's I just, a player's coach, is what he is. Like he's a mm-hmm. player's coach. Like yeah. you see him taking his shirt off with DK and shit, and you're just like, oh, he's a cool dude. But I don't think anyone's ever said he's a good coach. Like on this podcast, I don't think we've ever said he's a good coach. No, but other people have. <laughs> yeah, like right. we've been pretty anti Pete Carroll for about a decade. Yeah. Now, like. <laughs> I mean, it is tough to like can somebody who makes the playoffs every year. That's a good point. That, that, that is a good point. It's easier when you've built an insanely powerful roster that that boob just keeps driving into the ground wildcard weekend every mm-hmm. year. But, but it, and like Pete Carroll is such a weird bastard of a guy because he has such a bad start of his career where he's New England and he sucks and he's in New York and he sucks and he's in Arizona and he sucks. But then all of a sudden he somehow ends up with one of the best college jobs in the country. And succeeds. And he wins three championships yep. And it turns out, oh, he was paying players when you before you were allowed to do that. And he's like, oh yeah, anyway, bye. I'm going to Seattle. Uh, good luck with that. And so, like, the one unarguable moment of greatness that he's had is like deeply, deeply purpled by something that is incredibly suspicious. And and then all of a sudden he goes and has one brief is witness to like a like supernova event in football history and then he's just it's just weird Pete Carroll confuses the fuck out of me like I he's the luckiest cheater in the history of the NFL I don't know he'll 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 be like the way I see him leaving it's gonna be like health issues or something like that like that's gonna be their excuse Mm -hmm. to find like okay I don't want this guy to have a fucking uh, myocardial and the Urban Meyer escape yeah. plan. <laughs> yep, there you go. Oh, oh. he's learning. He's learning. Uh, I'm, I'm sick. Yeah, he's learning it from Urban. Yep, <sighs> my pancreas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I guess the last uh, Pete uh, Carroll troll mental exercise I have for you guys for this episode is: if this roster, if this era 
of Seahawks is exactly the same personnel wise, and Andy Reid is coaching this team. How oh does gosh. the fate of this era change forever? Like, what what happens? It's tough to say, man. And I, this might actually hurt me saying this because minus last year, Andy Reid was kind of uh, what word should I use here? Um, kind of an enigma. I don't want to. He wasn't a joke because he was always revered as a great coach, even though he didn't have hardware. Yeah. Um, so it's hard to say. I mean, I, I think I think Andy Reid is a. I think he's an excellent. We all love Andy Reid. I mean, I think we have that on yeah. record that we all love Andy Reid. But like, he did need the formula of the Chiefs and the personnel to make that work. And I mean, Seattle doesn't have anything close to what we just talked about um, a couple minutes ago about what the Chiefs got going on in town. Um, you could say how good Russell Westbrook is. Oh, excuse me, Russell Wilson. Um, but he's he is not. Uh, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes in, in any regard like they're they're very mm-hmm. very different even even in similar ways if that makes any sense um the receivers are we've talked about all the time Tyreek Hill is not DK Metcalf not even fucking close Tyreek Hill no. is a complete no. receiver in every regard of being mm-hmm. a wide receiver um so they're they're not in the same league um and I know it sounds funny because I just praise Seattle's offense but those guys are very specific mm-hmm. So like what David said, DK is an outside guy, um, deep ball guy. Tyler Lockett's your uh, inside guy that can use the burners too. And then uh, Chris Carson mm-hmm. is your dual threat, has some catching ability, and but they're not the Chiefs. So I have no idea. I would like to think because I like Andy Reid that he would have made that a success story. Um, but I don't know. What do you think, Pete? I mean, I think if – Andy Reid was on the, uh, the Seahawks. I don't think they would have the same players that they have now. Like, I really don't. Uh, but if he, if he just inherited the team from Pete Carroll and we just, we just swap coaches, I don't think it's as bad as Pete Carroll. I really don't. But I think it's lack. I would think it would be lackluster because he wouldn't have, like, ideal pieces for his, his guys, right. or his offense. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So... Uh... But you didn't quite go like that. So, so what you guys are saying is that Pete Carroll is good. How dare you say nice things about Pete? So, so my read on the situation is a little bit different. Is I, I think yes, Patrick Mahomes is generational talent. I still think that that Patrick Mahomes situation could have gone terribly wrong. I, I I still don't think that he was as complete out of the box as people necessarily like. It's easy to look at him now and go, oh my god, he's incredible. Mm-hmm. But, there was a lot of work put into him. I watched a lot of him in college, and he was just a fucking loose cannon. I obviously loved him because I invested him early, but like the work that Andy Reid did on him was real. And as good as Russell Westbrook has been, I I did I did it as well. See, see, <laughs> Russell, you got it's hard. It's heart. hard not to. Yeah, it is. It is. I've been in a basketball mindset yep. for like two whole months now. Yep. So yeah. Um, Russell Wilson, as good as he's been, he's kind of not been developed at all. Like he, he, Pete Carroll didn't do a lot for Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson did a lot for Russell Wilson. And I feel like you put him in a situation where Andy Reid can maximize him. I think he's a different tier of player. And I do think that, you you know, the Andy Reid story is weird because we forget 
because of what he's done in Kansas City, we forget what he also did mm-hmm. with a very flawed quarterback over in Philly mm-hmm. where he dominated an entire era of the NFC, basically. Like I said, never didn't, climbed the mountain yeah. because that was a very, very flawed team. But like, I, I think that he would have maximized that roster. I think that's probably one or two more rings there if he's over there for the same amount of time. I, I, I think that Pete Carroll has held this personnel back, and I hope they continue because I feel like this is just now their role in I, the story that is the NFL you, is to be the Seahawks. You made an interesting. Uh, little side conversation there about Russell Westbrook not really developing. And it's like, Russell Wilson. God damn it, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's just Russell Westbrook. Uh, don't correct me. All right. We're just right, going right. with Russell Westbrook. Yep. Okay. I don't care anymore. Jesus okay. Christ. Cause I'm going to do it again. So, <laughs> so Russell Westbrook hasn't developed. I thought that was super interesting, man. And ultimately true. Cause like think about him early in his career. I don't remember him throwing the ball early in his career. I really don't like, I, I don't even I can't remember him being what he is now early. I, I don't remember him being like this type of passer. Um, and I feel like that's because of the scheme they're running, the defense that they had. You know, maybe it sounds dumb, and I I don't even know if I'm going to regret saying this, but like maybe having that defense early on really hindered his progression early, if that makes sense. I know it sounds kind of dumb, but it could be true to where they, mm. they really didn't let him – do what he can do because they knew what they had on the other side of the ball and game plan, yada, yada, yada. But we've mentioned it. We've let uh, Russ cook. We've seen him baked and like, he's very, very good, but he's not immune to having just like, what the fuck kind of games he's done it and shown it. Mm -hmm. And like you said, Pete Carroll's not going to be able to bring that team. If, if, if uh, Westbrook isn't having a, a all fire game, Pete Carroll's not good mm-hmm. enough to to bring that team out of the abyss to win a game where uh, Russ isn't playing up to par. I, I would, I would, I think you nailed that read. And uh, we, in the years where you should have developed him, the best weapon you gave him was Doug Baldwin, <laughs> who had a nice overachieving receiver, career. Yep. But like, I I remember Doug Baldwin. I couldn't name another receiver on those that that Super Bowl era. Like Percy Harvin was Percy there Harvest for only one I can twenty minutes. Yep. Yeah, That's and the then there was I a bunch of others. Yep, there's a bunch of skinny string beans out yeah. there that were playing. I think one of them was Lockett. I think Maybe. was one of their names. Yeah. But yeah, I, 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 yeah, I don't it, it was. You're 100 percent right. I can't remember his first name, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, so it, it, I couldn't tell you a guy there because it wasn't part of their. Because it was just like hand the ball to, to beast mode, yeah. beast mode, beast mode, beast mode defense. That was it. And and when they and couldn't do that anymore, the they line. just didn't adjust it. Mm-hmm. Yep, until you get to the goal line, then throw it right to Malcolm Butler. <laughs> but <laughs> not a receiver. Which I'm still the last guy on the internet that that I don't have a problem with that call. Malcolm Butler made one of the all-time great defensive plays. It was a perfectly acceptable call. The pass was fine. It was a Malcolm. That's Butler not fun. Play. No, it was so, the wrong play. It's more no. fun to make fun of it and laugh at it. Drag him on yep. Twitter. Yada yada yada. But whatever. That's the only Pete Carroll thing I'll ever defend. Is the one that no one else will defend. <laughs> And shame on you. Shame on you. Yeah. yeah yep. Fuck you for doing yep. it. You bastard. What's our, uh, before uh, we go, what, what's our new game where we go around and say something good? Uh, who is it this time? Who are we talking good about now? Oh, shit. Who do we have to say something? The, the Bears rule. Who, who do yeah, we have to do a Bears rule Yeah, who's for? the Bears? But, but uh, we have a new team, remember? You picked it last week. Who the fuck was it? Or two weeks ago. You, you- who did we say something? We said something nice about. Who uh, was it? 
Daniel Jones. We have to oh, that's what Daniel it was. Jones. Oh, we have to do that again, or we? Won't yeah. Oh my god. Oh, we could do it about Pete Carroll. Okay. That would that would be the real challenge. Right, yep. yep. So I, I already I already did mine. That was that was the right call. I defend you on the goal line, even though you weren't calling the offense. I'll still defend your coaching staff on that. All right. That was but right I already did mine too. I already did mine too. He's what the, the fuck? You guys are cheating. Coach, taking your shirt off. Oh my taking your God. shirt off with DK Metcalf. Like, you already know you're an 80 year old man, and DK's just like this solid fucking goat. Like, so you guys are leaving <laughs> me on the island we, to, we to, actually fi- co- to actually we come up with 15 something. years to his age. All right, you, you yeah. bastards. I'll actually say something good and not cheat this game. So, okay. I'll, okay. instead of going around the horn, we're going to me to say something good about Pete Carroll. Okay. Whatever. Okay. All right. Um, oh, you know what? You guys know that fucking – this is not necessarily something good. This is more of like a business proposition where I can help Pete Carroll and a company yeah. where like this is just a match made okay. in heaven and they can just profit off of this. So after you after they hear this, they can just call each other and just make this commercial. Um, they basically need uh, – okay. you guys know that fucking uh, – that little ball thing that you put in your mouth and like chew and then you get like Squidward's handsome jaw or whatever? You guys ever seen that thing? It's like a oh well, like a jawbreaker. It's like a, no, it's like a jaw sculptor. Like it's like you put like a ball gag in your mouth essentially, and you just like chew on it. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> you ne- no you've never seen this thing, dude. No, I'll put it on Facebook. What kind of kinky shit are you? No, dude. No, it, yeah. it's turned for your search history at this point. Do you know what I'm talking about, David? No idea. It sounds like you're just what? chewing on a dildo. No, you, I don't think you should be doing that. Gag me. Just get a gag if you want. You can gag me if you want. No. No, you hold on. Me? Hold on. Gag me if you want. No, no. Fuck this. You guys are making fun of me and I'm not going to allow it. I'm going to find this. Uh, ball. <laughs> okay, you find chin it. sculpting. Goddamn Captain yeah, Captain Google over here. You're going to nail this. And you're good. Just put some balls in your mouth. It's a it's a it's a jaw exerciser. It's like a chin reducer, like sculpt. Jaw exerciser. Yeah. Yeah. But so is it's head. like. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> but you, it's like a thing that this company sells. You put it in your mouth and you just like chew on it, and then it like defines your jawline. But I was gonna say like Pete Carroll could be like the fucking mascot because. Oh my god! I I found it. Yeah. Do you see it? It's like these little like sponges. Yeah. 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 Jaws are sizing is what they're calling it. It's what the kids are calling it, I guess. <laughs> so it's hilarious. Yep. So it's 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 hilarious Stop. because all they did was like take pictures of guys with strong jawlines and then Photoshop their jawlines longer yep. and or add graphics. Yep. To like make their lines look longer. More defined. Yes. So it's just pictures of dudes' faces and the sponge that you sell. That's like, it. So so products like this confuse the happy fuck out of me because at some point there's some shyster somewhere who had to go to someone and say, hey, no, this piece of foam, people are going to chew on it and it's going to make their jaws strong. And someone else had to be, all right, cool, money. Like there had to be like an actual straight face conversation about a wildly asinine object. Like is I just I can't imagine two grown adults probably deep into their thirties slash forties having this conversation. And then you have to say, hey Bob, what do you got going on in your life? Oh, I'm selling fucking job <laughs> spin class right now. Like it's like I, I, people are bad. People, I don't know. I mean, like, like piece of gum. Like what's the yeah? I was gonna gum? say that, but. On paper, like or get a, in, just get a fuck, just get a full pack of major of major league chew and just f- fucking rack yourself with it. 
I don't know. It's it's not how muscles work <laughs> either. Like the muscles you're building by chewing on something don't make your jaw go wider. Like that's yeah, not- I mean because we all spend all day chewing. That's like we have to eat to live. So it's like I, I don't know. I don't know where where they came up with that philosophy, but it exists. So you might as well capitalize and get the best chewer that I fucking know, and that's Pete Carroll. So yeah, f- fuck Pete Carroll. This is his. This is his. This is his fault. <laughs> No, I'm angry. I was so happy today. <laughs> if I ever see Pete Carroll selling these, like on an infomercial, I'm gonna just pat myself on the back. That's all. It's, that's all I know. Mm-hmm. Someday you're gonna turn on Fox and Friends, and he's gonna be right there. It's like, hi, I'm Pete Carroll for Jazzer Size. <laughs> Are do you have a weak no chin? Do women scoff at you when you ask them for your number in the bar? Do you have a tiny do dick? Do you genetically inferior? Yeah. What does a tiny dick have to do with my jawline? Well, I mean, what do you guys think? What do you guys think a product like this costs? Like, what what would be a, like? A, I know reasonable is not a good word to use, but what do you think a price point for this item would be? I can't answer because I'm staring directly at the at the, you uh, see the price? Amazon oh, page. Oh shit! For it right so now. I get to, me and David get to guess the price. This is even more fun. Yes. David, you want to go first? So, so let me let me physically describe what you get for what. Okay, I'm trying yeah, to do, okay? that's fair. They 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 look like two pencil erasers that are perforated by a meat tenderizer, <laughs> um, but formed into this shape of an elongated D twenty uh, is the best way I can. So there's two of them times two, dual tool surfaces. Uh, they're ergonomic, strong. They are free of plastics and convenient to use and have 30 pounds of resistance. So, I don't know how much weight that is for so my that's mouth. What, that's what you're getting. That, that's, that could follow the same lines but as like those two rubber them. plates. There's two per pack. Two per pack. Two per pack. Why do you need two? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say 15. I'm going to say 15. In case you're going you fucking tear dollars? one or you chomp through one or you fucking spit one out and you, you lose one or you swallow mm-hmm. it. Like, there's a, there's a slew of reasons why you need two <laughs> these fucking idiots that are chewing on these fucking things. I guess so you don't 15. have to... All right, I got a couple things to say. I, I'm assuming there's two yeah. so that way you and a buddy don't have to share one together. Like, you're not chewing on it. Yeah, you don't have to make yeah. out in order to pass it from mouth to mouth. All right, so I'm good with that. Let's move on. Okay. <laughs> are we playing... <laughs> <laughs> Thank God there's two in this bag. I understand, Tim. Tim, yeah. Tim, why don't you just take it out of your mouth? I don't have time, man. Just c- come here and touch lips. I don't want to lose my jaw pump, okay? So you either join me. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're, we're doing a superset. We, we can't afford to rest in between. Like, <laughs> I can't believe this is real life. I can't believe this is a real fucking thing. Okay, so I'll move on. I understand why there's two. No, I'm good. Listen, there's two. That makes perfect sense now. I'm good. All right. What are the rules of the game? Are we playing Price is Right rules? So, like, if I guess too hot or too low, then I lose? Because he went 15, so I got to decide, do I go higher or lower here? Just just fucking guess, man. Okay. Just fucking guess. I have no idea what the rules are. I already threw out a guess. 10 bucks a piece sounds good, so I'm going to go 20. So Pete nailed it. Forty nine, uh, fourteen no ninety nine is is the cost. <laughs> yes, God, that's because he. That's, 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 that's probably because he's over there sculpting his, his jaw right now. He's probably got him. Uh... He can't use it. He doesn't have enough teeth for it. <laughs> but <laughs> it would rip it out. I can't do that. Yeah, it's uh, too much expensive work done in there. If I can be chewing on. Pencil he ruins like so se- you bought- he ruins seven thousand dollars worth of dental work on a fifteen dollars rubber sponge. 
<laughs> so you brought up an incredible point earlier when you were talking, Pete. The legal liability this pro- this product is open to is insane because the people who are buying this are are not like top tier. There's not a lot of like PhD holders that are buying this product. No. So the possibility that someone is going to choke on this is like 75% of the people that buy this are going to swallow it because they're just they're just not. It's like, oh shit! I usually when I put stuff in my mouth, it's like a burger, and I swallow it. So like, I'm it's not instinct. used to putting things yeah, in instinct. here that I have to. Yes, instinct. So you swallow it. Like these are the kind of people that you have to like. Do not eat the silica pack. That's why they write that on the silica packs in your shoes <laughs> for these people, so they don't eat them. So like, I imagine the lawsuits of people who buy this shit. It's like I have swallowed six of these jaw <laughs> things. I now have a massive bowel obstruction. I'm suing you. Like, yeah, or, or it's stuck in my stomach. I have to go get it surgically removed because it's dissolving. And now mm-hmm. I have an infection. Like, you're fucked. You're an idiot. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm septic. This killed my grandma or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I just feel bad for the wait. poor. I can't wait. I just feel should, bad for the. Should we the, start uh, the class action now or what? I'm not getting. I'll, I'll, I'll buy a six. Yeah, I'm not getting involved we, in this product because I feel bad for the, the class g- action now. Could you imagine being the, to get the, involved in the product? All no, I'm not going to be. Sue them. Oh, okay. I mean, I kind of like the idea of this product existing. Because, like, picture the, the husband of a wife who, like, the husband comes in, he's fucking had a long day at work, and he walks to the bedroom, and his, his wife's just sitting there, fucking jaws are sizing, and you're like, you're going to blow me with that fucking uh, mouth hole? No way. Like, <laughs> God. Like no, it's not, because her mouth's going to be too fucking sore to suck your dick. So, that's like, she's right. not going to do it because, oh, my mouth's sore, babe. I can't do that tonight. Well, just think about, like, when she builds up that, that tolerance to pressure in her mouth and then she, like, actually starts sucking you off, man. It's going to be like a fucking, uh, like, sucking a... Turn you inside yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have the chin of a cuck? <laughs> then, I have, then I have the product for you. Get your wife to fucking finally love you. Yep. Dude, I don't know what the... I used to be a cuck. <laughs> And then I got Jocelyn. Dude, that, this product, you guys remember that SpongeBob episode where he has anchor arms? Where he has those inflatable fucking biceps? <laughs> well, that's our new sponsor, everybody. <laughs> These are fucking Don't anchor arms, you. man. Football Hot Boys brought to you by Jocelyn. <laughs> dude, I would have paid 20 for this item. The fact that it's 15 is a steal. Like, so I don't know why I'm laughing. I picked twenty dollars at the price. Yeah, board. that was really the. That's where they went wrong with this business plan. Too, was too low. Yep. Everything else is air t- airtight. Yep. yep. The science is there. You gotta get into the seventies. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, oh, oh my God! I found one for eighty dollars. Oh, that must be like a the Lamborghini of jaws sizing. It, it comes in like a fucking jewel case of course it does. where you have to oh, it's like you're asking someone to marry you <laughs> and it has like four different sizes uh we recommend purchasing a bundle for anyone serious about redefining their job Wait, hold on let me stop you if you're buying one of those items you're completely serious like you don't just go in and buy this kind of like <laughs> iffy you're fucking you know what you're buying <laughs> They don't have it by the cash register right. next to the yeah, nail clippers. Spont- like, it's spontaneous like, it's, buy. Oh, yeah, I'll yeah. grab one of these while I'm <laughs> With here. my pack and gun. Yeah. It's, it's like buying mints. No, you know what the fuck you're in no. for buying that $80 ball gag. Like, you're, you're not just buying it on a whim. 
you logged onto the computer and you typed in jawsercise.com real website and you went going there knowing exactly what you fucking wanted. So they come in jewel cases and then each individual fucking pencil eraser has a little case that goes over it. So they're double cased. Some of them are hollow like fucking cock rings. And it's unbelievable, unbelievable product The the branding for it, like I can't believe you guys haven't heard of this shit, man. I thought you guys would have known what this was. Never in my life. I, I do feel like a fool now. You're right. I do feel like I, <laughs> look at you. I don't even want to ask you how you found this because I feel like this was probably just through osmosis. You absorbed this, dude. I believe I saw it but, on like a commercial. Like it was either on YouTube. It was like a fucking infomercial or something. That's how I saw it. Like it was a legit advertisement. Like buy this fucking product. What what's kind of sad, not to take it to a dark place, is like you know there's people out there with like yeah. like insecurities when it comes to their fuck. Like they'll have like one of those fucking you know sunken in jaws and they're like fuck yeah, like finally a product for me. <laughs> and then they invest, which is I mean I don't know fifteen dollars is an investment if you get the cheap one, but if you buy the fucking mm. you know the Magnum condom version, yeah, one. that's a that's an yeah. investment for a lot of people. And you spent eighty dollars for I mean. I don't want to discredit the science of this thing because I have no idea. I didn't run laboratory tests on this fucking thing, but I'm a betting man. I'll bet it doesn't work. So, poor guy. Yep, I, I guarantee you. Because <laughs> as I mentioned earlier, that's not how muscles work. Like they don't make your bones wider. Like it's just like. <laughs> yep, I, I just put it in the chat. I found the, the with the the jewel case. Oh, wait, did you put it up uh, there? Hold on. Let me look at this fucking. That, thing. Yeah. That that fitness that for legit your looks face. Like you're putting a fucking cock ring in your mouth. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it does. <laughs> it, it looks like a mini pocket pussy. Does it vibrate as I chew on it too? Because you know they make those yeah. too. That is fucking stupid. Holy shit! Listen to the. It's a. You can get the blue pop and go, the other blue pop and go, or the green pop and go. The green pop and go. The green pop and go looks like a turd to me. Like it just looks. Un, I would not want to put that in my mouth for about thirty six different reasons. But dude, what if you like just showed up to work and you were just like working on this? What What do you think like people would say to you? Like you just don't even tell them what you- I, I don't know. I, I when I look at this stuff, I think about uh, dedicated listener Nick who's out there doing graphic design stuff for just whoever will give him money mm-hmm. or I, I, that's oversimplified how he gets his clients. But still like it's like someone's like, Hey, I will pay you X amounts of hundreds of dollars, but I need you to d- design a picture and slogan for my ridiculous fucking product. And, and Nick's got to go to work and like, yeah, cool. I can do that. How does uh, fitness for your face sound for a slogan? Oh my God. It's brilliant. Uh, <laughs> Okay, what if we make the word for the letter for, uh, the number for? Holy shit! <laughs> here, fill this uh, pillowcase with cash. This is why I made you the big bucks. This is why I hired you. Yes. For, ideas, oh, yeah, for ideas like this. And it's like, Jesus yeah, and somebody has to take that job seriously because they're going to ultimately get paid handsomely for creating a logo or a slogan or, or just anything to do with this product, and you have to take that shit seriously. Yeah, but whoever created it, it's like probably like a believer in it. They probably did it themselves. Like, oh my god, this is the greatest thing ever. Maybe. I mean, I can't speak for the passion that went into a fucking uh, shit-colored thing you put in your mouth. So I I don't know, man. I don't know how much passion. Shit-flavored cock ring that you put in your mouth. (laughs) 
So uh, maybe they're super passionate about it. I have no idea, but. I believe that most of these things are made by shysters. I believe <laughs> certain shysters are so shysty that they even shyst themselves. And they believe so it's a I, good product? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I think there's he's, he's either a full-blown shyster or he's one of the ones who has shysted himself. And he's sitting there, no, this product works. <laughs> Drooling and all that kind of shit. Chewing out like a like a dog chews, chews on one of those big rubber hydrant things. Like, yeah. Dude, your, your, your quote about, that's not how muscles work. It doesn't make your bones yeah. lighter. <laughs> it's like your jaw is like, the reason it's a jaw is because of your bone. bone. Yeah. bone. <laughs> Listen, if you have a less than impressive jawline, do what the rest of us do and grow a fucking beard and hide it. Like, the, the, you don't need to buy a, a shit-colored cock ring to chew on to get out of it. <laughs> Completely fucking ridiculous. I don't know what I mean, my, well, my favorite part about that conversation was you about the bow, uh, about how muscles, that's how muscle works. And then David with me trying to get inside the head of somebody's passion level when creating something to do with this product. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like I'm supposed to know how, how much passion the, des- the lead graphic designer for this product had when fucking designing the logo for this. I st- I started in my garage just duct taping <laughs> cock rings together until I finally got the design down. <laughs> Man, this guy's really passionate about this. Yeah, he is. It's up long nights. My wife's like, you have to abandon this chewy <laughs> cock ring idea or I'm gone. This family but needs food on the it. table. Yeah. <laughs> we have boxes of cock rings and no food. <laughs> but my passion is what drove us to where we're at today. We're homeless. And now here, yeah, we're homeless. But now, look at me here at the shopping network at 3 a.m. hawking these fucking jaw exercising sponges. I have a phone interview with the, the Pete Carroll in like a week about the this. And I will pay him up team of $2,000 to, to sell this. Well, not, up not yet. I'll, like in payments, I will eventually give him two thousand yes. dollars. Not all at once. From- two thousand dollars in stock of jaws <laughs> size. Get me the fuck out of here! It? Holy shit! Oh my Jester, oh, stupid. <laughs> oh, thanks for whatever the fuck that was, and spending that time with us, hot boys and girls. This is a fun show. Go ahead and follow us on Facebook. Go ahead and review us on whatever podcast listening program that you're currently podcast listening to it on. Um, tell your friends. Help the show grow. This is finally funny enough that we feel like we can tell you to go out and tell other people about it. Uh, in the meantime, uh, we're excited to see you next week. And w- next week we will be doing uh, Pete. Pick a uh, cardinal direction. That's not West. Uh, NFC East. Or do, we're doing the NFC East next week. There, there we go. So come back next week. We'll be doing the NFC East. And until then, uh, stay hot there, boys and girls. Peace. Later.